Hi, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Monsters. I'm Mike. I'm Allison. And today we're going to do another mini episode, and we're going to focus on another rule, how vampires are affected by sunlight. I think sunlight is interesting because nowadays, and for most of like the 20th century, you know, all the days of movies, that sunlight is usually like the like A number one, like that's how you really kill a vampire, you know, like... All this other stuff with like stakes and sometimes fire and a whole bunch of other random stuff like that comes and goes. But sunlight is supposed to be like that's like the thing, you know. But I think I heard that like back in the 1700s, sunlight wasn't even a way to kill a vampire. It was just like weakened them. Like it made them, um, I don't know, more like sluggish or something. It diminished their powers. And I don't know if it's true, but I've heard that Nosferatu was like... The first movie, the sunlight thing, supposedly started with Nosferatu. I do think that the sunlight is older than Nosferatu. I think Nosferatu is the first depiction of a vampire that's killed by sunlight, destroyed by sunlight. Turned into dust. (laughs) Yeah, I do think that 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 rule goes back in European folklore pretty far back. But it's more like, it's not so much that vampires are afraid of sunlight, it's more that they're night creatures, in yeah. other words. And once again, we're back to the phantomy gothic vampire again, because most of these rules originated long ago enough to where that literally like the only vampire in European folklore that existed is that sort of gothic vampire. And the idea here is that, well, if you have a vampire that's kind of has a phantom quality or is more like a ghost or the ghost vampire, then... You know, I'm not saying you can't see ghosts in the day, but it's pretty rare. Yeah. So a ghost is usually something that comes at night, and it can manifest itself easier and be seen and interact with a human being easier at night. Yeah, and they would have more power at night because humans obviously, you know, can't see very well, and they're, like, supposed to be in bed. It's like, you know... That's time to get humans. Yeah, and also another thing we mentioned about these Nosferatu phantom vampires more or less coming in your dreams, uh, this this whole idea that they sort of take advantage of the fact that humans are more vulnerable at night uh, because you're supposed to be resting, especially if you went back to, you know, the medieval times when, uh, you know, most folk people worked very hard all day, working the fields, farming, whatever it is, and... You know, you didn't have the luxury of staying up until one or two in the morning, you know, watching videos, YouTube videos on your computer. <laughs> well, um, yeah, it's like, I mean, first of all, there's no, there's no light. There's like a candle, you know. Right. Exactly. And so this idea of shadowy figures in the night is really more the rule than vampires can't come out in the sunlight. Yeah, it's just that that's their active time. They're nocturnal like most other predators that are mammals, you know. Exactly. And if we look at the way that the sunlight rule has been used... Uh, For instance, if we look at Matheson's explanation of sunlight, he does establish that. He did see, he agreed with Stoker in Stoker's book that this is a really good rule to keep, you know, because it, uh, Neville, who's hunting the vampires, he knows he's safe in the day. Remember, he's the last man on earth. And so he knows in the daytime he can, he doesn't have to worry about being attacked. He can walk freely throughout the town. And whenever he discovers vampires, they're always in this hibernating state. And then he stakes them to death. So the interesting thing that the the little wrinkle that Matheson uses, and and it's very clever, is that that in-between group, uh, the the group that actually are not vampires, they just have the virus, but they had the, the vaccine to keep them, prevent them from dying. So they're basically just living with the virus. So they're sort of like half vampires. 
but the virus affects them enough to where they can go out in the sun, but they don't like to mm-hmm. because it hurts their eyes and, and it weakens them, just like what Allison was saying a few minutes ago. It's sort of like the original vampire rule. There's a very important character in I Am Legend, a female character who approaches Neville and he, you know, he's convinced that she's a surviving woman, but she's actually from this other group. You know, and she's sent out. It's it's almost almost like a suicide mission because they're becoming so desperate because Neville's been killing them in the day, and they had to do something about it. So they sent her out, and she she literally had to go out in the day to try as a spy almost to try mm-hmm. to get on his good side and figure out you know what's up with this Neville dude and why is he killing so many of us? Yeah, so it's mass murder. <laughs> right. So that's a really clever way to use this. The, see, this is another example where that rule, the sunlight rule was pivotal in that story. It was well used. Once again, we have other movies where, especially recently, the vampire rule of sunlight is just done away with. They're just like, well, you know, what is it, Twilight has the... Yeah, Twilight is the most infamous, of course, Yeah, because they have the sparkling. <laughs> yeah, and there's other vampire <laughs> films. Well, Martin is another good one where he can go out in the day, but yeah. we're not sure if he's even a vampire. But, you know, usually with the sunlight rule, what most filmmakers do is they have... The sunlight just be a nuisance to the vampire. Yeah. It doesn't destroy them, uh, but in the older films it did, starting with Nosferatu. Uh, many of the universal monster films, uh, the vampire dies because the sun hits them and, and that's it. They just turn into a skeleton or they turn into dust. Yeah. I wanted to say something about, the, about Dracula, about the aristocratic vampire. I think... The sunlight is an interesting metaphor for them because if you want to say the aristocratic vampire is kind of like, you know, like a shady, powerful institution or something like that, like a one-person institution or something, the sunlight is their weakness because it's like exposing them, basically. Like, it's shining light on everything they are, you know what I mean? Whereas in the dark, they can like, you know, they can hide in their secrets and everything like that. In a metaphor, like, Dracula represents some, like, oil corporation or something, you know, that's like polluting and doing all this messed up stuff. The sunlight, I think, represents them just being exposed to the masses that everyone can see clearly in the sun, you know? It's sort of like when, you know, someone's uh, taking something out of the refrigerator in the middle of the night and then the wife comes and turns on the kitchen light and (laughs) the guy's just standing there holding the plate, you know, yeah. and, and the piece of ham is on the thing. <laughs> it's like busted. You yeah. know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, that's our take on sunlight. Uh, we'll come back and do a few more of these that focus on rules, vampire rules, other monster rules in the future. Bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe. Leave us five stars and a review. Thanks. <laughs>